Welcome back to another edition of Every Step of the Way Bible Study Discussion Group. Um, a little more information about us. We're more of a discussion forum. A group of brothers that get together every Tuesday and talk about the gospel, share the gospel, share scriptures. And we tie it in with real life situations and, and try to make it plain. And, and hopefully everybody can relate to it. And, and we try to just bounce things off each other and make it make sense to to the average man or even a seasoned, even a seasoned person in the word. So hopefully you enjoy it. It's the group discussion everyone wants more of. The type of conversation people want to be a part of. We share the gospel, scriptures, and we talk real life situations. You've heard us and followed us on Facebook Live. Now you can watch us right here on the Vision Live Network. The wait is over. It's now time for the Hour of Truth. Welcome to the Every Step of the Way Bible Discussion Podcast. The Real starts now. Because if it had not been for Jesus on our side, where would be? Father, we want you to know that in Proverbs, you said the steps of a good man are ordered by you and you delight us in his way. These men and women that I call that may be listening, all men can their ways. Father, we ask you to continue to order our steps, Lord. Give to us and speak to our hearts, our minds, our spirit, and usher us into your purpose for what you would have us to do on this Christian in life. But Father, now we ask this young man, God, that will come and bring forth the word on tonight. Touch him from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet. Allow the Holy Spirit to touch him in a miraculous and powerful way. Father, use his personality and his intellect that you use for each and every one of us. But Father, through the Holy Spirit, you touch us in a powerful way that, that, that the message will come forth. Father, yes. we ask that God that you be with every family on this call tonight. Father, even in the pandemic, we are still praising and uplifting your holy name. Father, we know that some have gone on before us. But Father, we just thank you just the same because you don't make no mistakes. Father, we give you the glory, we give you the honor, and we give you the praise. For us in Jesus' name we pray and let all God's people say amen. 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 What an awesome, awesome opening prayer. That was strong. I felt that. I felt that. Um, without further ado, I turn it over to my brother Josh. Really excited, man. Josh does a really excellent job. So I'm looking forward to taking this trip with him. Amen. Thank you, brother. All glory be to God. <laughs> um, just to kind of explain my thought process before we get into this um the title of tonight is am i truly the man god sees and just something i've been dealing with and, and kind of studying on and working on my cell phone is you know out in the world today with the social media and everything people can be whoever they want to be they can put all of their highlights in life on on social media and think you know that they just have everything together and you know they have so much money popularity and you know all this um kids go to college and then they rebrand themselves. They could have been, you know, a straight A student in, in high school. And I've seen it and they get to college and, you know, they're, they're a thug or a druggie or you, whatever the case may be, just being rebellious because that's, that's who they want to be. Um, but it's two people that always know who you are. The first is yourself. At the end of the day, you can't lie to yourself. When you get in a dark room inside of the four mm -hmm. walls and it's just you and yourself, Mm -hmm. You know the truth deep down. And the yeah. other one is God. 
And so right. the reason I titled it is because while it's important for me to, to be a man of morals and values and um, to stand on my word and everything, I also got to be that same man when only God's looking, when only he knows that, you know, what decisions I make in certain certain situations and things like that. And uh, the first scripture I have is Luke 8, 16 and 17. It says, no one lights a lamp and hides it in a clay jar or puts it under a bed. Instead, they put it on a stand so that those who come in can see the light. For there is nothing hidden that will not be disclosed and nothing concealed that will not be known or brought out in the open. Um, the reason that, that that scripture jumped out to me is because, like I you know, kind of alluded to earlier, we live in a very cutthroat world where um, a lot is done behind closed doors for personal gain. And it seems like everybody has a, a I'm all for self and screw everybody else type attitude. Um, it could be something that you deem as small as still a little bit of time at work. You know, your thoughts may go a little something like this. You know, man, this company making so much money. They paying me these pennies. They won't notice if I put a few extra hours on my check. But it definitely helped me with my light bill this month. And, you know, while it seems small, <laughs> once again, that you're you going to have to answer for that. Um, well, man, I didn't have a chance to study, so I'm just going to cheat on this one test. Look, I've been studying. I've been getting good grades. I know this work. This one little, this one little um, test that I'm cheating on ain't going to be that much. Or it could be things that are more de detrimental. Um, like, man, I'm stressed and nobody loves me anyway, so I'm going to try to suppress these feelings with alcohol or drugs. Um, a lot of the wrong thought process that I think some people go into it is, is, you know, I'm strong willed. I'm not going to become addicted. I can, I can do this to, to suppress my pain and get over it. And we've seen how that's led people down the wrong path. Um, mm -hmm. Or it could be something like, you know, me and my wife been arguing lately and I don't feel appreciated. So I'm going to step outside of my marriage over here where I do feel appreciated. And, you know, at the end of the day, you maybe, or you would want other person, maybe the only people to know that this stuff has went on, but mm -hmm we all got to answer to somebody at some point in time. So it's just, it, and, and you know, that's, that's what my grandma always told me is that that's where your character is built when nobody else is looking. So, right. man, man, you know, what, what, what you, you do in the dark will come to the light eventually. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I feel like um, all these issues that like just, I say all that to say all these issues had the same outcome. Eventually the light will expose these things done in the dark. Because that's what light does. It illuminates, it exposes things, and it doesn't care if it's good or bad. It just does its job. It exposes. Um, does anybody got anything on that, that first verse they want to add to or comment on? I like that. I like that. I like that light aspect because for me, every time I, when I read that, it, 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 consequence always pop out. Consequence, consequence. Even though we know the light, it, mm. it, None of us on here does anything that we do not know the consequence of. We just we too old not to know if I do X Y Z, this is going to happen. This is the, this is the consequence. And even being a believer, a strong believer, I still choose to test the light because that's basically like what we're doing. Like, okay, well, as long as the light don't shine tomorrow or, or tonight, you know what I'm saying? I'm good. So if it comes a couple months from now. Why, why, why isn't the light, why isn't the light <laughs> enough to make us do the right thing? Be because even if the consequence doesn't happen tomorrow or if it happens this time next year, 
it's the equivalent. We still have to stand in it. So it just makes me think about the consequences. Hey, anybody else? Before I move on to the next one. Well, if you think about... Oh. oh, my bad. Go ahead, bro. No, I was just saying, if you think about in context of a lot of stuff we see today, people don't care about the consequences. Yeah. They, they care about whatever their agenda is. And they look at, I deal with the consequences when they get here. They, they, I see people living for the right now, not the tomorrow. They really don't care about tomorrow. Um, some people have more of the kamikaze mindset. Just go all out now uh, as far as I don't care about tomorrow. Right. When, and, and dealing with it life or however you look at look at it um if you are 35 plus years of age you probably grew up different than a lot of this generation did already um mm. from where we came from and growing up that wasn't the mindset the mindset was build for the future yeah All right. Get what you can get, but build for the future. But you see a lot of coming to me. I, I say kamikaze because it's all out. It's whatever. I they they go to the edge of the water and decide to just jump right on off. Don't even pause. I think um, Rick has spoken on it before. I think the issue is not enough people care about their souls. Is what it boils down to. Because if you did a lot of the things that we're doing and we're seeing in this day and age wouldn't be going on because you know at some point you got to answer for these things. Right, right. I had something I wanted to add to the thing that this is so powerful because the thing that you said at first when you said there's two people that know, we know when we're doing something out of the will of God and God definitely knows. The thing of it is when we get to that point, when we know what we're doing wrong, now we got to make a decision. Mm-hmm. We got to make a decision whether we're going to be obedient or not be obedient. See, that's mm-hmm. that's where that's where it comes in. And a lot of times, when you when these things that we do, they're self-inflicted. Yeah, yeah. you know, it, it, they, I mean, you think we? Oh Lord, have mercy, Jesus. <laughs> the things that I did up until this point, the only the, the is without a shadow of a doubt, if it had not been for God on my side, I wouldn't even be standing here. I wouldn't even be sitting here uh, communicating to you, having breath in my body to tell you what what mm-hmm. I can tell you right now. If it had not been for God, right? And that's when mm-hmm. that's when you get, that's when you really get checked, man. And another thing too, what I love when you got brothers on the call like this, right? We have to hold each other accountable. I, I'm just going to put it out there. Yeah. Those things happen. And when you get on a call and people like Jerome and Todd and Charles and Josh, that when Jerome when, when, when is raw, it hits you to your core, it hits you in your heart. It doesn't, it, it doesn't turn you away from God. It draws you to him because mm-hmm. it's the truth. And how many, yeah. times we, how many times we heard this? The truth will set you free, free. near to God Amen. today. Amen. That's, that's Amen. all I have. All right. And uh, let's see, the next scripture I had was Luke 12, 1 through 3. It says, meanwhile, when a crowd of many thousands had gathered 
so that they were trampling on one another. Jesus began to speak first to his disciples saying, be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. There is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be known. What you have said in the dark will be heard in the daylight and what you have whispered in the room, in the ear, in the inner rooms will be proclaimed, proclaimed from the roofs. Excuse me, I can't read. Um, in this verse, it tells us not only what we do in the dark will come to light, but what we say in the dark will come to light. Wow. So if I say get that mad, again, man. Say that right, again. Right, 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 right. Not only what we do in the dark will come to the light, but what we say, what we whisper in the dark will come to the light. That's scary. I'm sorry, uh, Don't say that no more, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's exactly how I felt when I read it. Like, man, what in the world? It got nothing to say. You better keep it. Yeah, yes, sir. Um, and it, it it talks about the Pharisees being hypocrites. In verse one, right. Jesus is warning disciples to not live a life of hypocrisy, and event or eventually it will be disposed exposed. Imagine if we all live by the scripture in first Peter chapter two, verse 12, live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. The personal and worldly exposures that we have that have came from our darkness would have never had the opportunity to come back and bite us in the butt because they wouldn't have existed if we could all live by that, that scripture there. Yeah. Um, the reason that the actions done in the dark are so detrimental is because they had a capability of ruining your reputation, which mm -hmm. in turn causes harm to Christ and the message of the Lord. Um, and I say I say that because how much does it take away? Not not talking to you guys on the call because I know we know that God's word is God's word regardless of of the messenger. But how how much does it take away from the word from somebody who may be on the fence? or a non-believer if I'm coming and they know that I'm a known drunker or adulterer or a liar and I'm trying to spread God's word to them, how hard does it make it for them to accept the God's word knowing that it's coming from me? Who, who looks like a living hypocrite to them. Um, so I think hypocr hypocrisy is big. Um, I've always tried to be a man of my word and, and I always stand on my word and, and my word is the only thing I have. I feel like I've done a good job of that, but you can always do better. Um, but when that, that hypocrisy keep, keep creeps in, I feel like it has a, a it has a a major advantage to end up tearing down God's word, um, just because it, it takes away from His message. Right. Does anybody have anything on that one? A lot of what you're talking about is is so strong, and when 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 if I'm if I'm tainted. To, to this this whoever I'm tainted to right the next the next set of messengers are also tainted the next know what I'm saying mm -hmm. and and that's that's the danger in it the hypocrisy of it is it, it's, it's not just going to be me that's tainted when I'm trying to share the word the next several messengers to that individual is going to also be tainted or it's going to make them question at the minimum questioning the word which that's not what we want you know, and I'm gonna take it a step further. You know, a, a lot of you all might not might not like my straightforwardness and how I am about the Word of God, but to me, that's not being a hypocrite. 
because mm -hmm. you have to be right. real with yourself where you are with God. Right, right. right. sit there and try to paint this, this picture like, like you're something when you're not. When you don't make mistakes or you just, you got it. You can't paint that picture when you're trying to sell people uh, or trying to bring people to the word of God because mm -hmm. they can see right through you. And they know, and, and especially in Newberry County where I'm from, you know, it, it, I, I would be crazy to try to go up to uh, some people and say, oh man, I walked this life and I did this and I did that. When they know the difference, they know who I right. was and what I've done. You can't fool people. Right. So the best thing for you to do if somebody bring it to your attention of what you've done is say, yes, I've done mm -hmm. that, but God has changed me and yeah, he can will. change you. But don't That's ever nice. try to lie about it or try to avoid the question when somebody trying to bring something to your attention. That has happened to me in a mm -hmm. study before. God said, hey, man, I remember when you did this. And all mm -hmm. I can say is, yes, I did that. Yeah. Yeah. You got to own it. Right, right. You got to have right. accountability mm -hmm. for it. Don't mm -hmm. try to sugarcoat it. Don't try to dress it up. Don't try to make it seem like it didn't happen. That's <laughs> what I love about Josh, Josh Nesson. Then you've been a hypocrite. You're trying to say you didn't do something when you know you did it. You, right. mm. you never you never win souls that way. And, and when somebody, mm. when somebody, real quick, brother, when if somebody is inquisitive, if they're in a state where they're inquisitive or if they're paying attention, I, I don't want to say it's going to be the Holy Spirit, but it's they're going to be on alert. So they'll be able to sense anything that's false or untrue. You know, it's the Bible saying. Yeah. The Bible says, try to spirit by the spirit. Yes, sir. So when you're out there, you're trying to fool somebody that you are something that you're not, they see right through it. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, um, you got to be honest, like Tom said, a lot of times you're going to get tested by, well, I remember when, and you got to be real to say, yeah, I was that when I was that, but there's something that's changed and it's going to change in you too. Right. People have that same conversation about you. I remember when you did so and so and so, but you got to be real with it because if it changed for you, it can change for them. And mm -hmm. that's what they need to see. When Joshua said earlier about being that light. The reason you're light is because you're illuminating that something in you is different. It's different. And right. that you don't look like everything else. And it's shining out of you so that you can lead people to where you are. And that's the significance of it. Right. And, and Glenn, the, the good thing about that light is I don't have to run around with a Bible tie to my leg. I don't have to run around and tell everybody I'm a Christian. Right. It's a true light. And it's it's a, if there's a difference in your life, they should be able to see it. Right. Mm. You'll be able to see it without you trying to paint the picture for them. They should be able to see the light in you. If it's real, they see it. You know what? The scripture said that said, let your light therefore shine before men that they may see your good works. Glorify the Father which is in heaven and ask what must I do to be saved. That's right. They're letting you know that something is changing in you and they see it in you. Right. These are the people around you. Remember what Jesus said? He said, when my power come upon you, you should be my witnesses. In Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. When he says Jerusalem, that means your neighborhood. Who knows you better than the people that grew up with you? Yeah, hello. And if you different mm -hmm. before them, then you can be different before anybody. Right. And they can accept the change. Anybody else can accept the change because they know you. They understand you. They have been with you. So, and, and that's significant in it. Right. True. And you know, whenever somebody trying to uh, bring, well, somebody bring up your past, what you used to do, or what the old charge, 
that's my opportunity to 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 build on that and allow them to see what Christ has done for my life. Although Charles did this, I acknowledge that. But now, through the grace of God, He has changed my life. That's no longer the characteristic of Charles. I don't do that anymore. Now, I'm trying to live according to what he tells me to do as a believer. And if he can change me, he can change you. That's right. Man. Is is hypocrisy a sin? Mm. Yes. Mm. Let me tell you why. Hypocrisy is lying. And the Bible says lying in a sense is all lies that have their place in the lake of fire. Anytime you say something and do something ulterior to what your motive is, it's hypocrisy. And you're lying. You're lying to the people. When you're a hypocrite, you're telling a lie. You're presenting a falsehood. And so that's why it's considered a sin. That, that's what I was, I was, that was going to be my follow-up question. If, if I'm not verbally lying to you, but if I'm portraying mm -hmm. something else as well, that's the, that's, the, that's the same thing as lying, right? Yeah, remember Jesus told him uh, when he asked him the question about the in the temple. He said, you hypocrites. He lets them know that you are portraying something you're not. You're leading the people down a path that you yourself can't even follow. Mm -hmm. He calls him, he tells him, you, and you're going to have your place with your father the, of lies, the devil, the father of lies. He lets them know. So when you're portraying something you're not, and you're leading people the wrong way because you're trying to put on an air, you're going to find that you're going to be held accountable for it. Yes. I'm going I'm to I'm add one to that one. I remember one when Jesus did the Sermon on the Mount. Mm -hmm. What he said about hypocrisy was, even if you're judging somebody, Mm -hmm. you're doing, you may not be doing the same thing that you're judging them on, but if you're doing something just as bad or worse, mm -hmm. you are a hypocrite. Right. You have mm -hmm. to be careful about how we judge other people. Right. You may not have the same issue that they have, but right. you may have an issue that Jesus says is worse than what that person may have. Right. And that's right. why he tells us not to judge because we may have an issue ourselves. Mm -hmm. And Lord, Lord, I, mean, I got plenty of so he said, he told him, he said, how can you remove the speck from your brother's eye when you haven't removed the beam from your eye? Wow. Yeah. That's what he's calling them. He said, you hypocrites. He tells them right. that. Yeah. I, and it's like Jerome said, how are you going to be something that and hold somebody to a standard you yourself ain't trying to hold? Right. Drink the water on the Now that go back, uh, Brother Josh. That goes all the way back to your title. Everything that uh, Glenn and Jerome just said, they go back to your title. Am I really the man God sees? Remember, God created you in his image. He knew you before you was in your mother's womb. He knows what you're supposed to be. He know the man that he created you to be. So you never fooled him. Hypocrisy can't touch him. So when, when you witnessing to somebody or, or lying to yourself or being something that you're not, most of the time you're fooling yourself. Because mm -hmm. yeah. like, like I think it was Glenn or Jerome said, people, they can see through you when you're faking false. Mm -hmm. you, you, you stretching your testimony 
or, or, or add to it. They can see that mm-hmm. because it doesn't it doesn't have the anointing or the effect that it should have. Right. You just tell it like it happened, and God brought you out of it. Right. There That's where the power and, and the spirit of the Holy Ghost can take over when it's the truth, brother Charles. Yes. When it's nothing but the truth. When it's just the truth that makes you free. And, and we as brothers and believers, we can tell our testimony in truth. We don't have to add to it or take it away from it. Right. And that's when we win souls. Not trying to be something that we're not. Or, or something that we can't be anyway. Because right. we know there's only one perfect. Everybody else, we know they're falling short. And going to fall short again. Mm-hmm. But that's where grace and mercy come in. That's where being saved and following the righteous path of God come in. Things that we're striving, as Paul said. I stretch toward the mark of the high calling. And I ain't there yet. I'm reaching. I'm reaching every day. I fall a lot of times. But I'm still reaching. I get back up and dust myself off. That's what we got to do. And tell somebody else why we can dust ourselves off and get right back in line and hold that place because of the effects of the cross. That's what it's about. But the man that God sees, he sees the man that he created. Yeah. He can't see anything else. Mm-hmm. Now, do we fall short? Of course we do. But God, remember, everything that goes behind Jesus and the blood that's the only thing that can be seen. You can't take nothing else to God. Mm-hmm. That's why you, everything has to go through Jesus Christ. Because he paid that price. You can't, you can't go around him and, and try to get to, to the Father. That's not going to work. Everything has to go through that blood. Everything. And that's when it comes out as pure gold. But back to uh, the testimony and telling folks, man, we just have to be real about it. People... Uh, what's up, Miss Miss Universe? Committed yeah. suicide, man, man, come on, man, thirty years old, yeah. and, and we got to be more in tune when folks say that that they need help. We got to give it to them, and, and it, it's not far from home now. It hit home a lot when when, when family members say that you got to drop what you're doing and 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 listen, get in tune because it's real. Yeah, that's good. There it is. Mm-hmm. So, with, go ahead, so what you're saying right there, Price, and what everybody, and, and what the scripture you're looking at right here, what do you tell a person that looks at this scripture and go, God heard me say something and he punishing me for it to the point that it devastates that person's life? And they feel that they have no hope now because of a conversation they may have said something and they feel God is punishing them for something they said. You're on on mute, Rob. That's a good question, friend. Is it God punishing them or is they punishing themselves? Because remember now, if God... Let me clarify. He feels God punishing him for something... He said he feel God took something from him that was very close to him in his life because of something he said. 
And well, now you got to know. See, go ahead. No, I say his whole world is crushed. But you have to remember who God is. God doesn't just punish folk. He don't just attack somebody. You know, we, we can't take uh, punishment from God in the sense that he puts his power on one person or, or one scenario. He's too powerful for that. But now if, if, if we do something and don't think that it's consequence, as somebody said earlier, I think it was talk, the consequences of what we said or we did to cause that act. Cause you got just think about Job. That wasn't God. He allowed Satan to attack, testing him. But God knew the outcome that Job was withstand the enemy. After he lost everything, everything, kids, wife, power, prestige, everything. Yet he said, "I'm gonna trust God. Who else you gonna trust to help?" That Buddha can't move. Muhammad been gone. So 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 there's nobody but God that can help you. Now, because he doesn't move when you want him to move, if he did that, then he wouldn't be God. Hey, and and I understand that, Mr. Price. But but what what I what I'm saying though, if you got somebody going through the midst of this thing, I mean they in your face. It is it, they're not really trying to hear me talk about Job right now. Not he. Because they feeling God is punishing them. So they ain't trying to hear your story about Job. Not he. Right, right. You remember last week? You remember last week? Brother Adam told you he lost his mother. And then in a short period of time, he lost his brother. Then a few months later, he lost his father, and never did he blame God. He said he said that last week. You and I know that already, but he said it last week. It's up to us to believe God for what he said and who he says he is. And in our time of despair and trouble, we have to turn to him. The enemy going to tell us all kind of foolishness. That's his job. He's good at it. But remember, we, we belong to God. He brought us into this world. And, and he's not going to leave us nor forsake us. Even until the ends of the world. He said, I'll be with you. We, I, I, I know it hurts. We all been through pain and we all going to go through some more pain. But God is our savior. That's what, we, at funeral, that's what we say. Lord, comfort the family. We say them things in time of need. We, we say all these prayers, but sometimes you got to believe them, if not all the time, because that's the only thing they're going to move God. That's the only thing. I, I know it's hard to say, but pity parties don't move God. They don't move God at all. They printed. Yeah. I get what you're saying. I'm I, I'm on. You're looking at it from, you know, Brother Robert, no no disrespect, but you're talking about it from a, a Christian standpoint. But if, if Prentice got somebody that's unsaved in his face and they feel like that, they won't understand what you said just now, Mr. Brother Robert. You know, you just got to try to console them, Prentice. 
and, and, and let them know what God has done for you in your life and, and, and tell them that you will pray for them and help them to understand that it's not the way they see it at this time and teach them how to pray for themselves and ask God for understanding. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's say, let's, let's say, let's say they're not saved. Let's say they're not saved. So, so let's, let, let's talk to them just homeboy to homeboy. What you going to tell them? If you're not going to tell them about God, what you going to tell them? So, so I, I didn't say don't tell him about God. I said, I said, yeah, I didn't say don't tell him about God. I said, Prince is going to tell him what God has done for him to let him understand that God will bring him through to give him an understanding what you're saying, brother Robert, that God will bring him through and that I'm going to pray for you. And then it will be, it will be nice if you try to pray to God and ask God yourself for understanding of what you're feeling and tell him how he can talk to God. Just like I talk to God. So they, some people just not going to understand our Christian way of thinking. You have to talk to them in layman terms and get them to understand it on their level of thinking and, and, and show them a better way to relate to what's going on in their lives. See, sometimes we want to have the things from a Christian standpoint, but sometimes people just don't get that. I didn't get it. I'm talking from experience now. I remember back in my day when I go through something, if Todd or somebody tried to come up to me and talk to me about the word of God, I ain't got that. My mind can't get there. The, the word of God says some things is just foolishness to an unsane, a unsaved mind. You can't get it. But mm. Prentice can try to talk to him and comfort him and get him to calm down and get him to see it from his standpoint and, and say, hey, man, I'm going to be praying for you and call and check on him and let him know that I'm still praying for you until he can get there. And then maybe share some scriptures with him. But having him to do it on his own, that's going to be a tough ride. But none of us at least myself, haven't saved all their life. I know I haven't. So, so, so when I'm talking, I'm not just talking from a Christian standpoint, because I only saved probably a little over half, if that, of my life. I'd be 60 years old and I, but, but, because I, so I've been out the church too. And, and people have died and went through situations, heavy situations. But we still talk about God. No matter what the situation. Hey, real quick, real quick. Let's um this is a good discussion. Let's say that let's put a pin in that for later. And we can get back to that on another date because I'm on a time schedule tonight. Um I want Josh Tabay to get finished with this without me having to cut cut oh, time. My oh, that's good. I I was just gonna add that um I agree with Jerome. I think also uh print is one thing that'd be good to bring up if you know them well enough is some of the good things that God has done in their lives to show yeah. them. Hey, oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Right you know, God, God has been here doing X, Y, Z for you. So yeah. why would he forget you now? That's right. That's right. That's good stuff right so, there. So, 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 Prentice, repeat what you said. Well, look, look uh, I know I know we need to finish this. I'm going to put it to you like this. If everyone on here has a child and you felt like God is punishing you by taking your child away from you for something you might have said. And in in, in what that scripture that, that Josh just read, that something you might have whispered in the dark or something to that effect. And, and you feeling like God took your child because you said that. You felt like God is punishing you for that. Mm. At that particular moment, 
You're not trying to hear me tell you all things God has done for you in your life. When you are feeling like you are the one that calls your child's death. That's hard. I say again, now, now, that doesn't make it true. That's it doesn't, how, understand it. It don't make uh, it true. But, it but yeah, that's it's true. how I'm feeling at this moment. That's how you feel. I don't, yeah. So I, I don't care what you tell me. Mm-hmm. This is how I'm feeling at this moment. Yeah. So okay. I don't care how many scriptures you pull out the Bible on me right now. I'm feeling that he took my child because of something I whispered. And and, and we, I'm, I've seen that before. I've seen that they don't want to hear nothing about God. Even at funerals, they don't want to hear nothing about God. I understand that. That doesn't hey, make we got we gotta move on from this though. This is good, this is a good discussion. Maybe the brother Dakota can hit on that next week when he teaches. We got to because I got I gotta get out of here about 9 15. I'm stuck. I ain't trying to be rude. That's good. Okay. I got um so in closing, God he doesn't expose these actions done in the dark to embarrass us. God will never do anything to embarrass us. He does this to get you to genuinely repent because without his repentance, we lost souls and we ain't got no shot at it when it comes to his, his justice. Yeah. Um, but it's also, it's a flip side to this, this light and illuminating things as well that, that we didn't discuss before. And it comes from Mark chapter six, verse one through four. <clears throat> it says, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So it's it's, it's not about just all about punishing you for the things that you're doing in the dark it's also good that you can do as well that god is saying that he rewards you for it he don't want us going out there and helping the homeless or feeding the homeless and clothing them like todd imagine if you was going to columbia going down there doing that and you parading around greenville and on facebook and everything hey look at me look what i did right right ain't right. no gonna come out of that right so as long as we're doing it the right way and we have the right mind frame you can, get, you can get rewarded for what you do in the dark as well. Hey, Josh, you said Mark, but I think you meant Matthew. Matthew, Matthew yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, Matthew 6, 1 and 4. Oh, you got it. All right. Has anybody got anything on that? I think um, I think I think that's good stuff for us to recognize because it's really hard because it's a lot of great areas in, in life. It's a lot of great areas um, in the church nowadays as far as what's this and what's that. Um, I think I think that relationship, it is very important that we have relationship and we spend that private time with God. Um, a lot of things now, we, we, we take Christianity as a thing to do versus a thing to live. Um, and we, a lot of us know how to do church. A lot of us know how to do God. Like we know how to, so a lot of us are hypocrites uh, because we know how to, exemplify make it look like god but we don't live that life i like that and and that makes a big difference so when we have people like 
Prentice, like that what Prentice said, that come and say, bruh, like, I don't want to hear nothing about God. Like, I want to know why my child this or why why that. But if we if we if we understand that being Christ-like and being the light, that the examples, the example will we'll be that example. And, and and then what we can do is intercede for them and allow God to work for them instead of trying to push it. Because Bible also says that the word of God is not offensive. We shouldn't be make it offensive or, or for it to come mm-hmm. across That's offensive good. and to make him feel like, oh, you're just pushing God on me, God on me, God on me. We, we, in those moments, we have to be mature enough Christians in our walk like we are to say, okay, I understand where you're at. I can pray and intercede for you and allow that brother to let God deal with that because certain things it don't matter what i'm what i'm saying um so more or less more or less it, what you say just i think it's all big on relationship and 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 how ourselves to have a relationship with god so when we face these things we we know how to deal with them you know what i mean so yeah it's good stuff there that's good stuff we went to this um we would go to this marriage retreat like annually and one of the tools that they gave us, and I think it is uh, applicable right here, is to touch. It's, it's to touch, especially uh, embrace. <clears throat> I can't think of what the definition is of embrace, but if it's it's a it's a little deeper than hug. So, mm. Sometimes if somebody's pouring, and they in a bad place, man, I embrace, I love an embrace. Is is ten times better than twenty five confusing scriptures. <laughs> if if that guy Prince is talking about, he don't want to hear twenty five scriptures. You know what I mean? He, he don't want to hear one scripture. But I embrace, man. Just letting you know, let someone know in their time of need that you love them mm-hmm. is one of the po- most powerful things can, that can happen in that moment. And can I can I piggyback off of that real quick? Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about the light. If we, as the person is, is, is doing what we're supposed to do in our private life, in the dark, when we're by ourselves, that what happens when you, if you, what happens to a fire when it's like low lit, but it's, it touches another, it touches another piece of fire. It, it gets its flame back, even though it's about to go out. And if it touches another mm-hmm. piece of fire, like it, it gets bigger. So by by your embracing, when we embrace that individual, our light will 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 sharpen, mm-hmm. will, will ignite Man, their that. light like um, by embracing like it. That. And that's the example of being Christ-like because we don't even have to say anything. It's just the presence yeah. of God that's on our lives. And when we touch that person, then our light connects connects with them and in some form of way, give them comfort, allow them to see God in a way that they've never seen him before. So that 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 makes perfect sense about embracing why that makes sense because it's very like it's very psychological it's very like we are more than just mouthpieces we're more than just like if you study that we're more than just like we're very god-like beings and we can do some crazy stuff if we tap in there there man that's so good what what if prentice situation what if that situation is about us more times than not? What do you mean? Say that one more time. That being in that place with Prentice, uh-huh. the, the guy that Prentice is talking about. What if that uh-huh. that situation is more about us at that moment? 
See, a lot of times we saying he or she going through, right? What do I need to do for he or she? But this situation, a lot of times is about us. God put us in this place at this moment with this person in this situation because of the work we put in, because of who we profess to be, because we know the scriptures. They might not know the scriptures. They might not be saved. But what if that moment that friend is talking about is more about us than that person? Well, I think I think I think we are, you know, that's why we are we are sent to, you know, like you say, it could have been a moment where God sent us to comfort that person or mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. you know, to help that person. I always use this example, um, you know, as, as as Christians, and I use this example, I'll use this as, as a firefighter or people who do police work or military. You guys don't train for stuff to go right. You train for stuff to go wrong. Yeah. So as a police officer or as a or as a as a, uh, a firefighter or something like that, when you get a call, you're already ready. You know what I'm saying? So we don't have to uh, guess if it's about us or not. Um, so we will know if God sent if we are tapped in like like we supposed to be tapped in, we'll know what it's about. You know what I'm saying? In the, in the sense of that. So we just have to be always be ready. You know what I'm saying? Like we always have to be grounded. Can I touch that? You got it. Amen. I mean, Darren, you're 100% right. We, we train as military, firefighters, policemen to deal with what's wrong. And as ministers, that's the same thing. That's why we have experiences. That's why the Bible says we're overcome by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony. The reason you may be in that situation, Todd, as you're talking about is because you have some kind of experience. Might not be loss of a child, but you understand a heavy loss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you can understand a heavy loss, God says, okay, I can put you there. Because now you understand, maybe it'll take us an embrace, a, right. a deep pull, a hug. Or you may have the words to say. Remember, I think I told y'all about when I was going through my divorce, every time I turned around, I was getting married. <laughs> and, and who am I? I mean, mine is failing, but it, theirs is, is thriving. Because mm-hmm. I had the right answer because of the experience and the mm-hmm. knowledge. He will put you in places to where your knowledge and your anointing outweighs the situation. Mm, what yeah. Prentice is talking about, when a person doesn't want to hear nothing about God, you got to understand that that's the time you don't need to talk about God. That's Amen. right. Amen. You need to give them what, what is real. What, what Understand, empathize with where they are at that moment. God will come because the Bible says, let your light shine. So if you're allowing that light shine and you're being that sounding board that they can hear, They'll come back to you again and get, get scripture. But at that moment, they need to hear something to comfort their heart. Even T.D. Jason was preaching a, pray, uh, a sermon one time, said, what happens when church don't work? Sometimes church don't work. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't have the right answer. Sometimes you got to meet that person where they are, cry right. with them, mourn with them. And then when the morning is crying over, then come back later and mm-hmm. help understand God's plan. Right. And always uh, figure out God's plan in the midst of what you're going through. Right. Man, it's so it's so this it's it's funny that Prentice um brought that up. Mm-hmm. I stopped at the store <clears throat> on my way home, put put some gas in or whatever. I was probably at the store seven, mm, eight minutes, maybe, maybe 10, probably not quite 10, but the whole time. The whole time when I pulled up to the store, there was a girl in a fusion in front of me. And and she the whole time, 
I'm talking about the whole time I was there, she was fighting with um the key to the gas cap. And and I and my spirit telling me to go help her. I'm talking about like straight up, go help her. I went, favored the gas, got some snacks. I came back, started pumping, sat in the truck while the gas pumping, and literally watched her fumble with the keys. She had just got it off right before I pulled it off. And 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 that's something I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna ask God to forgive me about because I, I just didn't do it. I know I should have done it. Like the Holy Spirit was saying, go do it. Like she literally, she didn't want to stare, but she's kind of like, you know, let me know. I know she need help. I'm a gentleman. I should go help her, but we always find reasons. Why, why we not? I don't want to offend nobody. I don't want, you know what I'm saying? But she's almost screaming for help. She literally like all these keys, but it was just reminding me of that when Prentice posed that question. Anybody got anything else? It's like nine o'clock. Got a couple minutes before we do these shout outs. Is that so? I'm I'm not trying to say say that about you, Todd, but it's so many things that I think we get called to do throughout the day, throughout the week, the month, the years that we look at as so small. But if we're getting a calling to do it and we don't do it, how is that perceived by God? I think Glenn said one time that it's disobedience. It is. It is. Because a lot of times, a lot of times we're taught in church to pray the to, to ask God forgiveness for what we didn't do. I mean, yeah. I mean what we did do. I mean, versus versus we we don't get taught, we don't get taught, oh, it's not of what we didn't do. Right. Um, right when right. he told us to do it. And I think it's not always I, I think sometimes we do miss certain blessings or we have missed certain blessings because we should have done something that we didn't do. It's not because that we did, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's because we didn't do it. Um, so I think it's just, like I said, the more, the more that you, that you, that we study and we have these conversations and you study and you build your relationship with God, the Bible even tells you that he'll, he'll reveal secrets to you. He'll be, the, the, the things of life, he'll reveal stuff to you that you wouldn't get on a regular day. So when you see these things, the next time the Holy Spirit say, Hey, Josh, go talk to that homeless man. You're already on it. Right, right, right. You know right. what I'm saying? Like you like, okay, cool. I, I know what this is. I don't got to question what it is. I'm just going to do what, what the gumption of the Holy Spirit is telling me to do. So I think it's more of just uh, in our what we do in our private time, like you said, in our private time in the dark will reveal itself in the light at some point. So yeah, you know what I, I like when you what you're doing in your private time is studying for what you're gonna do in public. That's why it says what you do in the dark will become to the light. That that doesn't even mean the bad thing. That means what you do to increase your character will come out of you. So if you're studying to increase your character, become more of a man of God, it's going to come out of you. And right. you be presented with the opportunities to show that God is changing your life, that he's moving. I think I remember I told you all about the time I was at Applebee's and God told me to go pray for that lady in the middle of Applebee's and I refused. And, oh. and come to find out when he wouldn't let me leave and turn around and send me back to her, she was about to go commit suicide. Mm. <laughs> You know, and then and then he reminded me you were sitting in the same chair she was sitting in the night you decided you were gonna commit suicide. And I sent somebody for you, and now I sent you for her. And so and that's that's what we have to be cognizant to. We we ain't gonna get it right all the time. Right. And that's one right. thing we must 
we must understand we will not get it right. As righteous men, we will fall. Right. That's going to happen. Don't ever think that because you, you fall that that's the end of the story. Bible even says a righteous man falls seven times and gets up again. It didn't mean a good man. It didn't say the man that was on the side of Christ. It said a righteous man, man in right standing with God, will fall seven times. And because of that, that means that we have to take the opportunity to get up, dust ourselves off, keep pushing, because that's all he's telling us to do. That's good man. stuff, man. That's good stuff, man. Man, I, I'm, now it's, it's warming up and heating up, but it's about that time, man. Get these shout outs and takeaways. Uh, Brother Prentice, give me something. Um, yeah, I'm tell you, I'm just going to ask you guys just to pray for my friend, the code and price. I'll talk to y'all later. Because mm -hmm. uh, he's having a hard time. Mm -hmm. He's having a hard time. But all of it, all that y'all saying makes sense. It does. Because um, I was in his, I was somewhat in his shoes, but not quite in his shoes. So God did put me there at the right time. So mm -hmm. I appreciate the lesson tonight, Josh. Great job. Love you guys. Good job. Good job. Love you too, brother. Uh, Stop. Before, before, one, minute, one minute. Hey, you guys, I, I, I hate I got to rush off. I got something I got to take care of. I got an emergency. So I'm going to go. I just want to let y'all know, man. Josh, I enjoyed this study. It was a great study. It's a lot going on. So keep praying. I, um, that spirit of suicide, I've been dealing with it all day. And so I just want y'all, before we do shout outs, man, let's pray about it right quick because I need y'all to touch and agree because I'm, I'm about to go into some dark territory. So I just want y'all, you know, just pray with me right quick. All right. I mean, all right. Well, Father God is in the name of Jesus, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity just to give you all glory. And Father, we've been dealing all day with the spirit of suicide. But God, we cast it back to the root of health, which it came from. It has no authority and no power. Father, we glorify you that, Father, everyone that is even having that thought, Father, that you give them the peace to pass all understanding. Help us to stand and be the light as the lesson was taught tonight, God, to show them the example that they can make it if they just don't give up. Father, yeah. we thank you that you are now going to arrest that spirit and you're casting yeah. it back in the pit of hell from which it came yes. from. Continue to bless everyone attached to this call, Father, every family, Father, and everyone that will come back later and check it out. We thank you for everything you're doing in our lives. We ask that you just help us on this journey called life. We give you all glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 But we have to strive to be that man. We have to strive to be the man that God sees. We're not that man. But that's just in his eye. Because he created us. But being trying to strive to be that man, a lot of things, even like what uh, Brother Prince was talking about, about the gentleman and everything that was said tonight, it all comes together that we have to eat all of that, that we be able to help somebody. Because no one person has the same problem. So we, we, have, to, we have to remember that. It, it, we, we're in this big old garden, and there's all kind of flowers, but they all got to come together for the good. So I love you, brothers. God bless you. Thank you, Brother Josh. I appreciate it.
Mm. Good job, brother Robert. Good job. Love you too, brother George. Yes, brother Josh. Real quick, that's nice. Uh, my brother, I I see the growth in you. I see God is using you. It, it is just a blessing to see a young man uh, such as yourself out. How God is you, and He gets glory and honor and praise. And, and uh, I just thank God for you. Uh, uh, when uh, when Brother Prentice, when you had, when you asked that question, it's in my heart, and I had to wait uh, to to let it go now because I can remember a guy. His name was Sergeant Lee. He was basketball team, and I think I was his mom or someone that passed, really having a rough. And and he felt the same way what you was talking about that guy. But I'll tell you what I did. I didn't try. I just I just I loved doing him, man. I just stayed by his side. Uh, I gave up time to him. I called him. I checked him, and and just was there for then uh, it, it was a minute the wild point some man ended up giving life to Christ all, all I was just for him just to show empathy and compassion love to him and uh the only I, I, I what I did uh and, and I and I thank God for for that because I, I you know I wouldn't you know hey you need to do this you need to do this no I was just there for him and, and just was there as a man. Good job, brother. Good job, brother John. Love you, man. Brother Josh. Brother Josh. Uh, great lesson, Josh. Uh, I thank God for the Holy Spirit using you. And that how you came up with, man, am I really the man God sees? That makes you look within because what I see and my actions are totally different from what God sees. Um, when I'll never forget when uh, Robert told us about uh, Revelation 1, 5, and 6, man. Some of the scriptures you guys come up with or share with the group, they, they rest hard. And this time tonight, um, having me to thank and ask God to help me to be the man that he has called me to be. And I'm not, like we all say, you ain't going to get time. And But yet at the same time, when I do mess up, he always sees me in me. And I have to ask the Holy Spirit to help guide me to become the man that God sees me. Amen. And with Prentice, like uh, the question you came up with, man, this, um, I mean, it's the things that we run up on, we really have to ask God to give us wisdom and ask the Holy Spirit to guide us in whatever situation it is. Um, and we might not always get it right, but we can always ask him to lead us. And you no, know, that he will. And I thank mm -hmm. God for every one of you guys, man. You guys have been such a blessing. And I thank God for using you guys to, Amen. Uh, to, to bring glory to his name. Amen. Mm -hmm. Great job, Josh. Amen. Good job, brother. Amen. Child. Love you, man. Love you. Uh, Darren. 
great job, uh, great job, brother Josh. Josh taught you well. <laughs> nah, man, I do. We came a long way, man, from long way, you know, this family. So uh to see to see Josh um doing this, man, it's, it's a great, it's a great thing uh to see family, you know what I'm saying, like can 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 live godly. Um I think it was a great, I think it was a great, I think it's a great evaluation question for us believers. Um and, and as us believers, if that question that you posed didn't convict you. To some extent, then that then maybe we need to evaluate our relationship with God because that's a very strong yeah. uh, question. And even for myself, you know, that helped me tonight to to like really reflect and really think about who I am and who I desire to be in God um, and for God. Um, um, so that that's the desire for us to be for God instead of God being. You know, we always look for God to um, what can God do for us, you know, versus what we can do for him um, because he's God. He don't really need us. But um, but definitely, definitely it raised some evaluation and it made me go in my private time to ask God to remove anything and, and fill me with the things and the knowledge so I can be the best man of God that he um, desires me to be. So when we get Things like will Prince is saying that I'll be able to um, do that in any manner. So great job tonight, man. I love you, man, and uh, keep up the great work. Amen. Amen. Good job. Amen. Uh, real quick. Um, last week I got a um I got another little homie. Well, that's what we call our, my mentoring program. My man, we big big homie, little homie. So we call the kids little homies. I got a new homie last week. He's nine years old, right? Okay. Uh, he loves music. He he plays. Uh, what what do you play, Darren? Violin. Uh, viola, and he said he played steel drums. Steel drums, like right? Mm -hmm. And so, I got. I just got him last week. I done talked to him quite a bit since then. And man, I had his mom pull up Darren's Facebook page. I I, I don't know nothing about music, so hey, <laughs> I got a guy that's bad. And man, I text him. I said, hey, man, will you talk to my little fella? He said, man, we'd love to. I said, hey, let's do it tomorrow, 6.30, 6.30. Bro, he talked to the kid for 30 minutes, man. I'm talking about, man, he poured so much. I, I, I had to turn the phone off, man. I had tears in my eyes, man, to see, because the world will have people think Josh and, and Darren and, and Jonathan, if they ain't shooting basketball, they banging. Like that's what the world would paint. They would paint that those guys, if they not, if they not shooting basketball or playing football, they banging or they locked up. They not good dads. They on child support. Like, and and man, I I didn't say much. I was just on it. I did. We did a Zoom call, and I man, I was just blown away, man. And I'm so grateful. I just wanted to share that with the guys and let you know how much I love you, how much I appreciate you, man. His mom. His mom called me afterwards, about 30 minutes afterwards. She was crying. Oh, wow. She said she's <laughs> never, her son has never been exposed. One week, one week, he's been my little homie, one week. She said his dad, his dad don't even have like, like decent brothers. Like his dad don't even have decent men in his family, period. So mm -hmm. he has no access to men. And so for us to do 
what we did, man, they was so grateful, man. And so for me, that question earlier about God giving purpose, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure my purpose is to touch people in that capacity because I love it so much. I, yes. I do. I, I don't care about money. Money don't move me. But man, if you could hear Darren's passion for music, man, and, and man, he was pouring so much into this kid, man, and the kid was just soaking it all up. So I, I just want to say thank you. Good job. Thanks. Bless you, man. Bro, Bless you, man. Bro, brother Dakota. Amen. Amen. God bless you, brothers. Amen. And that's that's an awesome testimony. Good story there, man. God bless you, Darren, for pouring into that youngster like that. Because obviously he needed to hear that with no positive male role models and whatnot, right. man. Awesome. I, I didn't check out your page, too. You a gifted brother, man. Oh, uh, playing, bless you. Playing that guitar and whatnot, man. God bless, bless you, man. They keep letting God use you and do what you do. Amen. Mm -hmm. And God bless you. I, obviously, like I always came in late, but... You know, just hearing from what I heard, it reminds me, obviously, of the story of Job when he lost everything, his, uh, all his children and everything that he had. And when his three friends came around, um, the best thing they did was sit with him for the first seven days and didn't open their mouth. They didn't say anything. They just sat there. And that's pretty much what he needed at the time. And then, obviously, then we know the story. Maybe they started criticizing, but sometimes that's just the best thing you can do. And like with uh, Brother Todd, what you were saying about embracing and, and things of that nature, because even what in Ecclesiastes 3 and 5, it said there's a time to embrace and there's mm -hmm. a time to refrain from embracing. But the Bible tells you there is a time to embrace. So mm -hmm. there's a time for that. And uh, prayerfully, we'll know when the right time is to use that. I think the Holy Spirit will use us when it's time. Like I say, sometimes scriptures at that moment is not the answer. They just right. need an embrace. They just need a hug and all of that. And like with brother George said just letting the brother know I'm there I'm just here with you and whatnot just sitting or whatever the case may be um I think when um brother Josh was using an example about feeding the homeless and doing things if, if Todd you went around bragging what kind of glory is that so I think we got to pray for humility to be humble um to give God the glory because right. it's so easily that the Bible says we like you said in the scripture that you have brother Josh that we'll get our own reward if, right. if it's all about you and I don't want to get my own reward and whatnot. I want my father, my God to bless me. I don't want to get my own reward. And we got to fight flesh because we're so used to receiving and taking credit and we can't take credit. We got to have the spirit of humility and listen to God and do what he says. Do like what brother Todd was saying, you know, it's just a, it's all a lesson learned. I think we all done been there where God may have spoke to us to do something and we didn't do it for whatever reason and whatnot. And we, and that's an area that we all must improve on. We got to get better hearing right. the voice of God and doing what God tells us to do. Thank God brother Glenn did what he did. And uh, the woman was about to commit suicide. So thank God he did listen right. to do what he had to do. And God reminded him, I sent somebody into your life. So let us hear the voice of God. Let us do what the voice of God say, do amen. And give God the glory. Once again, awesome lesson tonight. God bless you, brother Josh. Keep doing what you do. All you love you, all you mighty men of God. Let's keep Glenn in prayer for that emergency that he got going on. And God bless each and every last one of you. Yes, good job, good job, brother. Mm -hmm. love, love you too, man. Jerome talks about uh, humility often. It's it's a very, it's a, right. I don't know. I just think we don't talk about it as much yeah. as we probably should. It's such an important quality and a trait to have as a believer. So good job, good yeah. job. I'm super excited about your lesson next Tuesday. I know you're going to bring, I know you're going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. Brother Josh. Um, I don't have anything else to add. This was all based off of self-reflection, this message tonight. Not mm -hmm. because I'm perfect or see myself as perfect, 
because I know I got flaws and I know that I need to fix yeah. those flaws and do everything I can. So yeah. that, that's where this message comes from. So if y'all got anything from it, then yeah. great. I love it. Um, I, I love y'all more than y'all know. Um, Todd, you know, <laughs> what we done been through in a short amount of time that we've known each other. You helped me immensely. Um, Jerome, you helped me break down my barriers of pride and humility that I feel like probably saved my job and a lot of other stuff in my life. Um, brother George, you've helped me with my, my, my spiritual growth, just seeing the love that you emit brother Charles, you've helped me with my marriage, just seeing how you talk about speaking the word over your wife and, and how you talk. I can, I can see how you treat Miss Hattie through the way you talk man, and, and just, Man, it just does something to me. Brother mm -hmm. Robert, Mother Dakota, just you, you guys' knowledge in Christ just, just helped me to, to grow and just to be hungry in that aspect. And Prentice, you know, I've told you that you you helped me with my journey of going from one job that I hated and, and praying and, and really learning and, and getting to the job now that I love and I feel like God sent me to. And Darren, you know, we, we have came a long way. We got a long way to go. We go keep going. And I love you, bro. And Jonathan, you inspire me just from being my age and seeing how knowledgeable you are just to, to be a better man and be a better Christian. So when I say I love y'all, I, I really mean I love y'all. Like y'all are my brothers, my mentors, my everything. And I appreciate y'all. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Hey, hey, good job, bro. Hey, man. Hey, brother Todd. Hey, brother Todd. This is brother Greg. You know I, just, I know who you is. What you got, bro? I know it's nine fifteen. I know it's late, but I want I want to tell y'all, brothers, man. I've been listening to this, you know, discussion for a long time, and man, I'm, I'm sitting here like uh, just got like chills, man. You know, you know, brother Josh, that was a great topic, man. And it's just like when the you go to church and the preacher step on your toes, man. It, it just <laughs> does something to you. I'm telling you, man. I'm sitting here like I really got chills on my spine right now. You know, looking at me. And I want to be a better me. And I thank all y'all brothers, you know, for the for the discussions. And um, it just you just want to be a better man. So let's just all just take that, man. Just just go with it, you know. Just thank y'all so much. I thank, thank all of y'all. I haven't met but two of you guys, Brother Todd and um and Mr. Charles. Um, but um, you know, I love you guys and um and brother Josh, that was a great one, man. I mean, really, man. tears in my bone, that's all I can say. <laughs> Good job, Greg. Hey, man, great, great. Greg is a great guy, man. Like, really is. He got like, he just have like a real pure heart. And I and I and I felt that immediately when I first met him. Me and him and Brother Charles would be working, man, and in a, in a praise breakout, man. The Holy Spirit, man. We'll just take a break and just start talking about the word, man. So good job, Greg. Good job, Brother Jerome. You know, guys, <clears throat> I'm gonna start it out this way. What happened tonight is what we really are about. So I mm -hmm. want to thank Josh for getting us back. You know, when we all mm -hmm. are putting input, we are helping somebody. We don't always have to agree. We don't always right. have to see it the same way. But when we are talking about subjects the way we did tonight, that's what every step of the way is about. Getting everybody involved, getting different points of view so that we can help people that may be listening to what we're doing. So that's what I loved about tonight. Getting us on track. So let's remember this week in and week out that no matter whether we have difference of opinions, it's, it, you know, some people may debate what we're saying, but if it's going to cause them to pick up the Bible and look in it and mm -hmm. do some research on what we're saying, mm -hmm. hey, that's yeah. our message. 
And that's yeah. our message to get somebody closer mm -hmm. to the word of God, because we don't always have to agree on everything. But you know what? We're close. We're close on the same track. It may be a little few difference of opinions, but what I think about is the people that may be listening to what we're talking about and does it inspire them to pick up their Bible and try to prove the wrong wrong. Even if you try to prove the wrong wrong about something, you're reading the word of God and that's yeah. an opportunity for Jesus Christ to come into your life a little bit deeper than what it is. Mm -hmm. Love Josh's question tonight because I'm always striving to be a better person. I always believe that I'm not measuring up. I got to go deeper. I got to study a little bit more. So that's mm -hmm. what it's about, guys. And I really love tonight for that reason, because mm -hmm. to me, when we are all putting opinions in, we're all talking and we're all discussing it. Hey, the listeners get something out of it. We get something out of it and we all grow from it. That's all I have. Mm -hmm. Good job, Jay. Love you, man. Uh, man, yeah, like Jay said, man, mm -hmm. I love all you guys and I love you guys. Um, when everybody teach, man, it's just, I get so much, I've grown so much, so, so much. Um, but it's something about Josh and, and Jonathan. It's mm -hmm. like we watching them grow Amen. and, and they are, they're not afraid. They're not afraid to peel back right. the layers. Right. And, and that's how people benefit from you peeling back and being transparent. And so tonight was such thought provoking Prentice had an awesome question tied into the into the lesson. And and this is for like Jerome said to me, this is our this is when we are at our best. When when each every each block lit up, when each one of these blocks is lit up versus one or two blocks. Cause because we have some of those. If you they all on my page if you want to look at them. Mm -hmm. When all these blocks are ting, 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 that's when every step of the way is at its best. When it's mm -hmm. just two or three blocks. We, we don't have a lot of people inboxing Glenn and we don't have a lot of people inboxing me with questions. That means that we losing them. And so this is like Jerome said, I want this to be, I want this to be the standard. I don't, I don't want anyone really dominating because we are a group, we're a team. And so being with that team mindset, we all bring our different strengths. So man, anybody got anything else to say? I'm looking forward to brother Dakota, brother Dakota and brother Robert coming up on a year soon when? Next month, March. Next month, the guy's been with us a year, man. Man, so that's such a blessing by itself, man. Brother Prentice, knowledge that he knew, recognized that they would be a good fit. He invited him, and the rest is history. So, man, if ain't nobody else got nothing, hey, Todd, Todd, what's up? Um, I just want—I had to be on night because I had to hear y'all voice, man, and be with my brothers tonight. Of course, y'all know my family going through a lot, lot right, right now. I lost right. my uncle last week, so. I just had to be on the call night here, y'all, and just get the word. And I thank y'all for y'all prayers. Just keep my family y'all prayers. And I love y'all. And thank you for that word tonight, Josh. Definitely, definitely. Before I go real quick, Josh taught one, and it's to me, it was short because we was having technical difficulties, so I ended up at the library. But he taught about meddling. Like, those are the kind of topics that, like, I really like, like, you know, Every, everything can't come ain't got to be bible based but it was about melanin if you if you want to let me know and i'll send it to you it's really really strong but everybody have a great weekend and blessed rest of the week love you guys amen, amen. love you all